VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The Orange waited until the last game of the season to pull out their biggest win, and they did so without scoring from the field in the last 8 minutes and 45 seconds, cementing the appropriate title of the Cardiac Cues. We'll give you the quadrant breakdown heading into the ACC tournament. This game's fan feedback, and Syracuse heads to the Barclays Center in Brooklyn for the rubber match against Wake Forest and the first round of the ACC tournament Tuesday, March 5th at 7. Let's go. What's up, Cuse Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Cuse Nation podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. Uh, at the end of this episode, we are going to play for you the um, Lawrence Moton, obviously, most of you know, had his jersey put in the rafters, and Cuse TV, uh, the official Syracuse Athletics YouTube channel, put together a little something. So, uh, We've cut that, and we'll put that in. We'll close the show out with that, so the audio from that, just to let you know. Um, all right, Syracuse set the crowd record and has broke it now two times this year. The Orange improved to 19-12 and 12 overall, 8-10 and 10 in the ACC, beating number 18 Clemson 55-52 to 52 in front of 28,670 fans. And I just have to pause to say that I am seriously – shocked and thankful for the Syracuse fans that show up to these games sometimes. I mean, Syracuse area just got pounded with like 18 inches of snow. Uh, I know. The, Amazing. The, the day before, and you get 28 plus thousand, almost 29,000 fans out there for a game. It's awesome, yep. and uh, enough cannot be said about them. You don't find fans like this across the country. You just don't. So they get an A plus, and everybody else can pretty much go pound sand. So, alright. Brissett yes. and Battle, exactly right. Brissett and Battle led the Orange with 17 points each. Brissett, 4 for 9 from the field, 1 for 4 from 3, and 8 of 9 from the line. Battle was 5 for 20 from the field, 2 for 5 from 3, and 4 for 4 at the line. Howard only with 11 points. Uh, he, he struggled a little bit. He was 4 for 14. Two of those were threes. The Q's shot only 30% from the field as a team to Clemson's 40. My notable, you know, my notable has to be Mark, I guess, with the eight points, rebounding from a very flat last few games, especially the last game he had. He just just looked like a deer caught in the headlights. He was three for eight and two for three from the line. Marquise uh, Reed led the Tigers with 21 points. He was the only Clemson player to hit a three, going five for seven from behind the arc. And 18 points from Elijah Thomas. He gave Syracuse fits all day. Um on defense and offense, so uh, he was great. Finally, Syracuse turned the ball over seven times and won the battle of the boards, 36-33, to with 15 offensive rebounds. That very well could have been the difference, <laughs> those, mm-hmm. those offensive rebounds, uh, because I think the possessions were Syracuse with 56 and Clemson with 57. So, um, all right, Joe, you know, we had to have it. And this would be a totally different show today without a win yesterday yeah. in the Dome to close out the season. Uh, what do you think? 
No, it was definitely a must win. Like you said, uh, definitely big shout out to the fans. Not only did they uh, they battle a snowstorm to get there, and again, I think it was the what the most people in a game this year. So I think that's yeah. the third time we've done that this year. So, yep. um, but then and they were loud. So uh, Very loud. a lot of times, yeah, a lot of times we we kind of get get at them a little bit for not for not being loud you know, enough. Right, for being there but not being in, into the game. And uh, yesterday they definitely were. Uh, there was definitely uh, a sense of urgency with that game last yesterday, and um, the players were motivated. And maybe it took a real quick, you know, timeout after the first twenty-something seconds to yeah, uh, that was that let set that the pace sink for in. Howard. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. But overall, as far as a grade goes, uh, give it an A minus just because as ugly as it looked, we were going against a very, very good defensive team. And um, it wasn't just our big three that played. Um, everyone played without Merrick's offense, without Chukwu's defense. I mean, that double block in that one play was just ridiculous. I have no idea how he got off, off I have the floor no idea. that fast. It's like – I mean, just in his hands, I mean, he knocked away a couple of balls, got a steal. So without Merrick's offense and without um, without uh, Chuku's defense, then we probably don't win that game. Um, also, without Tyus Battle's little little run there coming out of the second half where I think he scored eight straight points, that was pretty big for us too. So it's tough to give one person an actual player of the game. So I'm not going to do that. What I'm going to do is just morph – Merrick and Chukwu into one player with their <laughs> offense and their defense, and that was the player of the game. So, yeah, you know that's uh, thinking outside the box a little bit. Yeah, uh, they were stellar, and Chukwu like watching a giant climb out of a hole for that second yeah. block on that play. I mean, it, was there a was there a defensive play that was that can even come close to that this year from Syracuse basketball? I don't know. We've had some good ones. We're a very good, you know, blocking team. We have two decent in amount a of... row, though. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I think also a lot, a lot of it has to do with, you know, if, if you see Brissett do that or something, you'd think, oh, yeah. But, you know, with Chuko, he looked banged up just running oh, around. Yeah, he couldn't so. even get down the court fast. So right. and he limped the whole way. So, I mean, up. when he fell down, it looked like it was going to take him five minutes to get up. And <laughs> exactly. for some reason, you know, somehow exactly. he got up faster than the other guy that fell and Blocked the shot out of nowhere. So I know it was great. Uh, they, they played what they scratched and clawed all day. You know, n- nothing looked easy. Everything was a was a struggle. They did get to penetrate a little bit, and after getting killed by the three ball against BC, Clemson yeah. was only five of sixteen overall. Mm-hmm. And yep. Gabe Devoe, who's a forty one percent three point shooter, was zero for six. I mean, you only had one guy that was able to connect from three. So yeah, and yeah. I know it's a struggle to score. And I get that, and it's been the story of the season. But both teams went about six minutes without scoring in the first half, and I just wish that Syracuse could take something like that and capitalize on some solid defensive play once in a while. Because right. come, you know, now is the time of the year when you need, when you actually need to really capitalize on that stuff. And now it's important. So I get it that it's hard. It's something we've struggled with all year, but. Um, the bright side, Mark looked more more confident after, even after missing shots. That was good to see. He was able to penetrate yeah. a couple times. He even showed off a little spin move to the bucket one time. He had a nice <laughs> little floater. I mean, yep. you, I, you know he could do it. I want to see more of that from Mark. I, wa- yeah. I want to see that because he can change it. He can change a lot of things. People coming into the games thinking, oh, you got to worry about Battle, Brissett, and Howard. You add Mark into the mix, like you were saying, and you can add a whole entire different dynamic 
to uh, the offense. So good to see him doing that. Um, I thought it was great. So anyway, the one thing, though, that bothers me, I get, no, the, here we go. I get the feeling <laughs> I get the feeling that uh, Moyer doesn't have his, his heart in, in, in the game right now. And, um, you know, he was getting reamed out by Coach Joe, and he just looked like he couldn't care less. Just like, whatever, whatever. Hall of Fame coach reaming me out because I'm, I'm, I'm making bad plays, and I couldn't care less. So I feel that, you know, yeah. that needs to be corrected. <laughs> like to No, I think Beheim showed in the second half that he could care less if Moyer sits his butt on the bench for the whole half. I so. know, but why, though, man? Why? I mean, this is you, you're, you're part of a team, man. Like, you grew up doing this. Well, you should know that. It's, it's, you know, it's like, he's, it's like he's thinks he's too good to be criticized. Like, he's, too, like he's above that or something. And, uh, you know, I, we, we can come back. We can hit that back. Hit A minus, A minus, I agree. The first time, maybe the first time you and I agree on a grade. Considering <laughs> yeah. everything, I would have given him an A, honestly, um, just because of the type of win it was. But because I had chest pains for the last hour, uh, <laughs> I knocked him down a notch. So um, yeah. my my player of the game, I'll take Brissett. I'll take kind of the obvious route here. He was he was awesome. You know, uh, two steals. He had three blocks, too. And, you know, just he was able to penetrate. It was good to see him able to penetrate, too, and actually finish some of these. And he and he did fantastic from the line, eight for nine. So good job for him. So, yeah, um, fine. Do you want to piggyback on anything real quick? Final thought? Well, I just think that a, a little bit of yesterday's game, what I wanted to mention was, if you look at it, uh, I mean, they – Syracuse beat every beat them in every category that we talk about: uh, free throws, um, sure. rebounding, offense and, and defensive steals, points, uh, off turn, turnovers. points off turnovers, turnovers. We shot a better three point percentage. Uh, the only thing that they beat us in was field goal percentage. So again, like we we won all those categories, and still you're talking about you know, we only won out. by three. <laughs> so that's what Clemson does: they make it difficult to beat you, and you got to be able to yeah. make some plays at the end of the game and. And and we did so. Yeah, it was great defense too at the end of the game that won it, and that's been kind of our formula all year. So. Uh, yep, and uh, every single Jim Beheim should buy a defibrillator for every single Syracuse fan. That should be something <laughs> that comes be along with being. <laughs> it should be under the seat at the dome, but you yep. know, pull in case of emergency. Yep. Um. All right. Uh. The the seventeen points bet. Uh, Points battle scored solidified his 1,000 career points. Uh, he's 60. He is 62nd 1,000 point score in Syracuse basketball history, and they total among Division One teams in fifth for that stat. Uh, Syracuse mm-hmm. is now two and ten when trailing at the half. The only other victory when trailing at the half was Georgetown back in December. Syracuse's win was the Orange's first of the year against a team that was ranked in the AP Top 25. We know that. Well, one in six now against Top 25 this season. The attendance record, largest on-campus crowd for basketball game this season. And, of course, Clemson leads the series 4-3. All right, Joe, I imagine that we had to, improve, had to have improved a little bit here uh, heading into tournament play for one of our last looks at RPI before the uh, the tournaments, the other two big tournaments start. So, uh, how much did that help us out? We were at we were at 50. Just to refresh, we were at 50 RPI, 
and we yep. were and we were at a 15 strength of schedule, right? And I think it was 16, but 16? it's okay. close, similar, close enough. All right, all right, go ahead. Where are we at now, buddy? Okay, so after yesterday, and all these stats are based upon real time uh, RPI.com, and it was the results of last night. Um, I looked at everything this morning, so nothing that's happened today has any effect toward uh, toward this. But currently, our RPI is 42, strength schedule 13th. Uh, we sit at 19 and 12 for the season, 8 and 10 in the ACC. So, um, got us an 11 seed in the ACC tournament. And um, as far as our quadrant wins, it did shift a little bit. Uh, obviously, the win got us another quadrant one win. So, with the quadrant one, we went from two and seven to three and seven. Uh, the one hit that we did take a little bit is uh, this past weekend, Maryland lost early and that was their conference game. So I don't know if they have, they might have a non-conference game maybe in between this next week or whatever, but the big 10 after today, they're going to be done um, all the way up to selection Sunday. So I don't really think they have any chance to, to build up the resume and by them losing, they actually, the Maryland game dropped down to a quadrant three win oh, and uh, okay. Toledo lost this weekend and it also dropped them down to uh, quadrant three wins. So as we might've gotten better in the quadrant one. Uh, so we're currently three and seven with that, but quadrant two after this weekend, we dropped down to two and three from four and three. Cause we lost those two wins, which pumps up our quadrant three wins to nine and two and our quadrant five to five and oh. So, um, and it's, it's right there too. Toledo's RPI is like, 80th Maryland's is like 78th or something like that. I mean, and the cutoff is 70, they get to 75 and, and that's a quadrant two win. So they're right there. But, um, so I don't, I don't know. I mean, again, this is, this is all new to us. We have no idea what the committee is going to be looking for and what's going to be, um, what's going to be their stat of the year as far as what they want to. Yeah. It's like you know, they put it out there. You know, you think that to me, like right now, if, if the season ended, if there's no ACC tournament, okay. We're in. Uh, I, I believe that too. Uh, you know, you add in the ACC tournament, and it's still an unknown. We don't know what's going to happen. And well, yeah, but for all those other, for all those guys out there, for all those the NIT bound and yeah, people yeah, that think yeah. that we have to win the ACC tournament to get into the tournament, they, um, they're not paying just, attention. No, because just today, this morning, I checked uh, Jerry Palms' uh, bracketology with CBSSports.com. And he had us in a playing game and also, I uh, believe, Bracketville.com, which has been the most accurate bracketology uh, website in the past five years, has got us in the playing game as well. So like you said, absolutely, if there were no conference games and, and the season ended today and selection Sunday was today, yeah. we would be in. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, the uh, season has not been like a, a, a huge failure. We just. No. We just. We just didn't have any big wins um, until yesterday, <laughs> which, yeah. you know, thank God we got it because, you know, absolute last chance, obviously, and, and we got it. So, All right, Joe, time for fan feedback, okay? Fan I tried, feedback. I tried to pull a lot of positive things, um, a couple. Mm. We'll, we'll go through these quick. Um to save time for tournament ACC tournament talk, go to facebook.com forward slash Q's Nation podcast. Give us the thumb up there. I was all over Twitter. I'm getting the hang of the Twitter thing. I'm getting the hang of the Twitter thing. At Q's Nation show on Twitter if you want to give us a follow. And I'm uh, getting the hang of reading what you're posting. Yeah. So are you keep it up it? there, Tweety. Oh, yeah, dude. Well, come on. Come on. Help me out. 
Oh, you, oh, I didn't know you want. Okay. Yeah, you're hooked up in there. You can go tweet too. Goodness gracious. Tweet, tweet. And uh, um, what was I gonna say? Um, 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 I forget. Okay, great. All right, so I had posted something after the game that said, uh, you know, we're still alive, not over yet. You know, we'll see what happens in the tournament. Something along those lines on Facebook, and we got we got Steve. Steve's Steve's a Syracuse fan. And Steve, we think. <laughs> no, I think he is. I think he is. And I'm not sure if Steve is a pessimistic or a realist, but uh, a pessimist or a realist rather. But uh, he goes. He goes ahead. He says, "I disagree." Still going to the NIT, but we don't know what's going to happen in the tournament yet. So, mm. you know, I mean, you know, but I, I responded to him. I said, "I know. I know you do, Steve. I know you think we're going to the NIT." He's been saying that all year. So he did. Yeah. He did admit, though, a great win, but finishing eight and ten in the conference is NIT bound. I mean, I don't know. We're one, one, one win away from five hundred. You know? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's he wrote the same thing. I think at halftime of the Cornell game. So <laughs> first game of the season. <laughs> um, Charles said uh, has to be one of my all-time favorite SU clubs simply because of how difficult the season has been for them, and yet they keep fighting. Give these kids an NCAA tourney bid, Charles. We need to give Charles a microphone. Get him on the yeah. show, right? What the hell? Um, I think that's yeah. That might be the one thing. Like like you said, it's great to watch. Uh, I think we should all have defibrillators. But um, yeah. they've definitely they've definitely played above their head, and a, a team like this could easily have given up or you know put their head down. And oh, sometimes sometimes in the season, I mean, how many times this year has it looked like they have in one of the games, or maybe at the end of one of the games where they lose a close one, and then all of a sudden they come back and win a game that we never thought they would, and erases all the bad stuff that happened, you know, prior to that. And here we are. Bubble watch. So here we are. And, um, Charles nails it. I mean, I mean, after getting walloped by Boston college last week, they came back and, and, and and you know what, too, another thing that people get enamored by is, is, is whether or not the committee is going to pick bubble teams that they think can make runs or by deserving. You know, if you pick a team, if it gets near the end here, we we beat Wake Forest, we get to UNC, probably be in a situation where if you look at the deserving team, the team that played the toughest schedule that maybe won some games and look at their talent, like we probably are going to be a more deserving bubble team. But we're probably not going to be one of the sexier bubble teams that somebody in the committee might think could make a sweet 16 run. So Um, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, uh, Donald says they won by three points, and he and he LOLs like a teenager. I don't know. Who cares? They won by one point. Yeah. I, I don't care. Joe, do you care? Don't care. Okay. I don't care if it's half a point. <laughs> I know, right? Um, Mick says, please don't tell me – ple- yeah, please don't tell me they have a chance with this win to get in. Got got to the semis – get to the semis in the ACC tourney, then maybe – I, I, you know, I don't know. I disagree with that. I disagree with that, and 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 we'll talk about that. If we make it to the semis, the ACC tournament will be a nine seed. Yeah, right. <laughs> Get uh, out of here. Uh, Jen says, "True fans stick with these kids, thick and thin." Exactly, Jen. Exactly. This is your team. I don't know. I don't understand the bad mouthing of your own team. Right. I, well, well, okay. I take it back. To a certain extent, I do. All the time, and then in the, the ignorant comments about they need to win the tournament, they need to get to the semifinals to get in. What? Oh, yeah. What? I mean, I don't understand. I don't even understand that. Well, that, I mean, I'm, I'm a process. Giants fan, and I had 
you know, expectations coming in this year. And up until when they were 100% eliminated, I was positive. Yep. And, so, and, and like Larry says here, whether we make the tourney or not, I love my team. They make memories that I will never forget. I'm 60 years old. Uh, seen ups and downs, but always go orange. That's right. I mean, you know, we've been, we've been, you and I have both been watching them since the 80s, you know? So, so there was plenty of, I mean, losing uh, championships. Nothing crushes you like losing a championship when it's your team no. and you're a kid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, uh, let's see. Let's see. One more here. One more. Uh, Kevin says, I enjoyed the game. It was great to see Moten honored, class act player. That that uh, speech he gave was good. I got chills when, when he was talking, actually. And if you remember the, you know, the sock hike, that's what's in now. This guy was 20 years ahead of his time with this, with the jacking up of the socks. So oh, yeah. my son does that now, and uh, it's just hilarious. Because my brother did it forever. In in uh, the only, I mean, growing up, you you did it because Moten. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then these kids do it now. It's hilarious. So, um, I mean, you know, I think staying positive right now. We don't know what's going to happen. I mean, what else are you going to do? I'm not going to beat this team up. They have just no. fought and fought and fought and absolutely no reason to get down on them. Uh, no one's probably they're, – they're probably their own worst critic. Yeah. They're, they're harder on themselves than will probably ever be, except for Moyer. Uh, yeah, well, and, uh, and I mean, to be, to be fair, when I learned that Torian Thompson was leaving and then we had Thorpe and then Thorpe left, I mean, I thought realistically that <laughs> we were probably going to be NIT bound anyway. So – yeah, I mean, that was that was my realistic early. expectation was NIT bound. I thought that was a lot of people's, well, especially the experts. So, do you think? Do you think if we get in, Joe? I know what you think, but I'm going to ask you because I'm not sure if you've said it on the air or not. If we get what? into the NCAA tournament, is is this one of Jim Beheim's best coaching expeditions or what? What do you think? Yeah, I think it's so, got to be right. Doubt. It's got to be right. I mean, right up there yeah. with some of the Final Fours and obviously the championship because. Everybody's been counting us out in, in, in our own fans for months, halfway through the season. So yeah, I think we were like preseason to fit, finish like thirteenth or something like that in the ACC. And well, we did eleventh. <laughs> are we eleventh? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right. Um, all right. Well, that's it. That's all I got, Joe. Anything to add? No, sir. No. All right. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Cuse Nation Podcast or at Cuse Nation Show on Twitter. All right, Joe, we are going to face Wake Forest for a third time this year in Brooklyn. Should be, should be a, a, a heavy Syracuse-filled stadium, I would imagine, for that game. Uh, we did get the extra half a day uh, to, yes, uh, to play, not at noon, but at 7. But these are games from here on out if we win. So go ahead. Give me, give me, your, give me your thoughts on Wake Forest and then... Give us, give us the path and what in your expectations and what, um, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, well, I don't think – I talked to you yesterday when I was talking about the Wake Forest, Georgia Tech and um, who I'd rather play and what was going on with Boston College and Wake Forest and them. Um, and I honestly thought that – I just don't think that we match up good against Wake Forest or Georgia Tech overall. Uh, but Georgia Tech, they beat Wake Forest. Boston College ended up losing. So we play Wake Forest. Um, really wasn't in our hands. 
third time playing them, and they definitely they they definitely match up good against us. If you can remember, I mean, first game Bryant Crawford and Wilbekin, they beat us up pretty good. Those are some some tough guards that they can shoot the home, three. Though. They were at, that was at their home. Yeah, but home uh, they were still kind of there for like the the um, home game for a little while when we played them at home though as well. Um, their big guy down low. Uh, more he's 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 been a, a problem for us as well so i uh i only hope that they can come out with the same intensity and like you said playing in, in new york um and the fact of the matter is is that if they don't lose this game then we're definitely not in so right again we're getting down to the point where la- last week was a, uh, against clemson was a must win and now this is a must win because there's going to be so many more games after us and uh that's probably what hurt us last year. I think last year, if we would have beat Georgia Tech and then gone on to the next round and played against a, a tournament team, it would have boosted our, our stock a little bit. We'd have played another game. Um, and I think that this year we're in a similar situation. So, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of my go at it. I mean, twenty into we going twenty and twelve, or to possibly you know if we go and we lose to to North Carolina, be in the second round. That's again going to be a difficult game. Uh, every game is going to be difficult. Uh, so don't really know. I don't really know. No one knows. That's that's the one thing that you need, everyone wants to look at who's more accurate about the bracketology and whatever. Like This is the first year with the quadrant system, man. So no one really knows. Yeah, and we, and, you know, the important thing, I think, though, to take away from the Clemson game, for one, keeping us alive. Second, you know, I think there was a lot of smiles on the faces of the kids at the end of that game. You know, they were they were proud to be put themselves in the position that they're in. Hopefully carrying that momentum, you know, the momentum is huge. It's key, you know, in confidence going into yeah. going into the end of the year and yep. winning a game like that be, right before your conference tournament. I mean, it only helps. It only helps. Yeah. So, and I and honestly, I think uh, all we really have to do is just kind of play the way that we played. I thought I thought the same thing last time against Boston College was just more or less just push push the the zone out there. If they're going to shoot threes, they got to be deep like Reed was shooting them yesterday uh, and force them to just go down low. Who care? I mean, that one guy, I forget his name. Was it Elijah Thomas yesterday for? Uh, yeah, Elijah Thomas. Yeah, I mean, he had a great game, but let let them beat you down there because he did what he did and they still wasn't enough. So, you know, make make their big men beat you don't let Brian Crawford and Wilbekin both go for 20 plus yeah and shoot 50 percent from the three-point line because yeah. if that happens Make them then, do it with twos man if they're gonna do it right and we just got to keep up what we're what we're doing we see the offense you know Dolce's got to stay aggressive uh, our big three got to try to take it to the hole and get to the line shoot the open shot when it's when it's there and again like I said if we play defense like we did against Clemson and we push out and don't let them shoot the threes like that then then we should be fine. I mean, they'll get their points in the middle, but as long as we just take care of the ball and just play smart and just don't let them beat us with the threes, I think we'll be okay. All right. Well, oh, okay, let me give you – I don't mean to give you a brain teaser. It's not a brain teaser. Just give me your opinion without mm-hmm. adding all the other specifics. Go to ACC tournament, beat Wake Forest, okay? Because we know mm-hmm. if, if we know if we lose, we're out, okay? Yes. Okay, go in, beat Wake Forest, get that extra game, Against UNC will give us a, a a little bit of bump in strength of schedule. RPI won't go up that much if we lose. No. Do we do we get in if we lose to UNC? That's, that's a fifty fifty, isn't it? That's a tough call. That's a tough. That's just, again. I mean, I've heard 
you've heard me say it, and there's just a lot of variables that you said that you don't want me to go into specifics about. So <laughs> there's a lot of variables that's going to control that. But that's basically like, yeah, that's basically yeah. like expect to not make it and be grateful if you do kind of situation. Yeah, but that's you know, kind of how I would go into it. it. I it, mean, I, it, but it's a, it's 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 really it's at that scale to where you lose to Wake Forest, you're out. If you beat Wake Forest and you go in and you lose to North Carolina, you have no damn clue. And right, then if you right. beat North Carolina, you're in. Then then you're in. Oh, so yeah, uh, to me, that's kind of where it's at. But just because yeah. we lose, if we were to beat Wake Forest and then lose to North Carolina, just because we lose to North Carolina does not mean necessarily that we'll be 100% out. It'll just be a far shot. Right. It's Again. always that gray area, Joe, that we've always been we've always been back and forth on for the past like month. You know, if they do this and they do this, and then, you know, we're just always in that gray area. And well, the gray area is the damn NCAA committee. <laughs> yeah, That's what exactly. it's always been. Because right. every year they have they have an excuse. Yeah, it yeah. could be anything. Oh, your non conference schedule wasn't tough enough. Which oh, you didn't BS. have enough roadways. Yeah. There's always so yeah. now that they came up with this, you'd like to think that they'd go off of this quadrant thing, but still, we haven't really seen it in action in place. Right. Them right. explain it so. This year, it's, I mean, I'd be willing to bet that the bracketologists are going to be way off this year, you know, way off more than than normal. And I think there'll be probably some some surprises as far as teams that people have been talking about that are in all along that don't make it and vice versa. If, if so, you keep your RPI under 50 and your strength of schedule, I'm talking specifically about Syracuse, and your strength of schedule, you know, around 10 to 15, I mean, that's a strong resume just on the, just based on those numbers by themselves. Yeah. You know, we do have the road wins this year. We didn't have an easy conference schedule. We do have a signature win, although it's one. It's bad losses are limited. Bad losses were limited, you know. Right. Uh, we did, but then but, they have, but like I said, if, if you look, looking at it from the outside, well, well, they went eight. You went eight and ten in your conference. One win, one win away from five hundred, though. I right, mean, but still, I you know. weren't even five hundred in your conference. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. But look at the conference. There's always, but there's always an excuse. Oh, you went fourteen and two between quadrant three and quadrant four games, and you only went five and ten in between quadrant one and quadrant two games. Like, I think, I think that's solid, dude. I really do. I, I, well, considering that's the and that's the one thing is how much do they consider the strength of schedule. If our strength of schedule is top fifteen, and we end up getting this twentieth, and we get this twentieth win, and then lose to North Carolina, who's got an RPI of like six, like it just it makes you know zero sense to me. Um, yeah, yeah. Again, uh, it still has a lot to do with what's going on. It's a lot to do with what's going on with this game on CBS right now with Loyola Chicago and Middle Tennessee State whenever they play in their tournament, Nevada. There's a lot of teams that – those are the variables we talk about, and hopefully we can just figure out once and for all the deal with this quadrant crap and yeah, we'll know how much how NCAA all... is going to put into it. And I'm telling you right now, man. We it's going to be interesting. We, have a, we're, we still are going to do in the postseason, we're going to do the NCAA stuff. And, Regardless, like we did last year, yeah. Right, and also we're gonna do the we're gonna do another episode on the NCAA itself, like we were talking. We'll put something together. Oh yeah, 
But and, wouldn't it be so much easier if we just made the NCAA tournament? And yeah, didn't and I didn't have to, have talk to about bad two bad. different tournaments. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Because like now we got to talk about the NIT tournament because Syracuse is in it. If Syracuse made the NCAA tournament, then we wouldn't say anything about the NIT no. tournament. So no, now we got to, you know. Yeah. So that's just extra work. Uh, Come on, excuse. I know. Let's do this. Beat Wake Forest. I think if we beat Wake Forest, we're in. That's what I think. That's what I think. You can beat Wake Forest, you can lose to North Carolina, and still get in. That's that's I'm sticking to that. So, well, and, and again, that's a possibility, I, like I said, man. That's so. That is so. But there are games grasp. in between then I and know, now. I know. That can change Joe. that. Here we go. Here we go. I know. I know. All right. So here, <laughs> here's the deal. They're playing games every day. We're not going to be able to get to uh, record episodes that fast. Being that, you know, this is our hobby. <laughs> so yeah. uh, we will have to see what happens. And if we can get to, um, to, to, do a, uh, to record another show, we absolutely will. Um, so, you know, we'll just, have to, we'll just have to wait and see on that. But if you subscribe to whatever platform you listen on, we'll be in your library if one does come up. So that's it, Joe. Um, We'll just have to see, and we'll get back to do another show as soon as possible. So remember, stick around at the end of this episode. I stuck in that uh, Lawrence Moten tribute that, that Q's TV put together. It's really good. So check it out. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Later. Peace. Syracuse basketball legend Lawrence Moten. Lawrence Moten came to Syracuse after starring at Archbishop Carroll in D.C. and the New Hampton School in New Hampshire. Moten immediately made an impact on the court and connected with the Syracuse fans. With his signature knee-high socks, Moten started all but three games in four years. Lawrence's knack for scoring was noticed immediately. As a freshman, Moten averaged 18 points per game and scored 583 for the season. Moten's freshman run resulted in being named Big East Rookie of the Year and third team all-conference. When the dust settled on four prolific seasons, Moten ended his career not only as Syracuse's all-time leading scorer with 2,334 points, but also the Big East's all-time leader, a record he still holds to this day. Lawrence is the only Orange player to score at least 500 points in each of four seasons. During Moten's time on campus, team accomplishments included a Big East championship and a Sweet 16. After finishing at Syracuse, Moten took his smooth style to the NBA for three seasons with the Grizzlies and his hometown Wizards before playing abroad. Moten has devoted his post-playing days to coaching and giving back to the game he loves. Lawrence Moten, one of the great scorers that's ever played at Syracuse, still the all-time leading scorer in the Big East Conference. Unbelievable accomplishment. He scored 18 every game he played here, it seemed like, without any effort. Uh, uh, just you look at the stat sheet after the game, he's, Lawrence has got 18 every game for four years. That's hard to do. Great player. Congratulations, Lawrence. Well-deserved to be up in the rafters. Syracuse University Chancellor Kent Simmerud and Director of Athletics John Wildhack on the court is our guy, his daughters Lorencia and Lilena, and his guest, former football player Al Wooten and Syracuse basketball great John Wallace. Let's give them a Syracuse Orange welcome. We're going to tie down a little bit with the 
And now, please turn your attention to the top of section 309 as we unveil Lawrence Moton's number 21 jersey for permanent recognition inside the Carrier Dome. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, Lawrence Moten is being presented a number 21 frame jersey in recognition of this special day. Okay, okay, okay. First of all, I want to thank my family and friends, you know, that couldn't be here. You know, it was a tough ride from D.C., Maryland, and Virginia area, but they're with me in spirit. Thank my two beautiful daughters that came here to support me today. You know, they're beautiful girls. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I definitely want to thank all my fans and friends for giving me the love and the support for four years. You know, I truly consider Syracuse my second home. You guys have showed me a lot of love, a lot of love. <laughs> one, one quick special thing that you guys got to understand and, and really take heed to what I'm saying. Um, this is, I'll be the third guy from the Washington, D.C. area to have my jersey retired at Syracuse. First, there's Dave Bing. Great man, great man. Second, there's Sherman Douglas. Great player, great player. And I'll be the third guy, so understand this. That officially makes us three Georgetown Killers. I, I truly, I truly appreciate the love and the support. For, for those who don't know, I'm back in the, DC, I'm back in the Syracuse area, you know, and, and I have a lot of love from South Bricks to Skinny Alice to Auburn and Camillus. I love all of you. Understand that. I, I truly, truly, truly love all of you. And last but not least, I'm having a nice, you know, event this afternoon, 7 o'clock, for all of my family and friends. I want you to come out. It's at the Hotel Syracuse, and it's my way to show you all that I appreciate the love you've given me. Thank you very much. There he is, Poetry in Motion. Ladies and gentlemen, the Big East and Syracuse all-time leading scorer, Big East Rookie of the Year, three-time All-Big East first-team selection, Lawrence Motion. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? 
maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence.